Hello and welcome to Thespian Talk 2.0. This is episode 3, the show for October 3rd, 2010. I am your host, Dormer the Ranting Thespian. Lady Renee could not be with us this week. She got a little busy this weekend. So we actually have our other co-host, Shoni, joining us. Me, uh, I eat things. Yes, she eats things. And with us we have... And with us, we have a special guest co-host. We have Love Chick. Hello. If memory serves me right, you are a part of the That Guy with the Glasses Wiki team, right? Indeed, I am. Yes. You're and you're very fast. Yes. Like Sonic fast? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know. Is, is Sonic Wiki fast? I don't know that. We, we might need to have a time trial. I smell a mascot. It's yes. wiki speed is the same as Sonic speed, because that would be interesting. Hmm. Not, not that I know Ooh, anything about Sonic. I'm so going to put that on Tsefair to put it for our mascot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Evil plotting happening now. You can just see like the evil, evil sparkling if I were there, I could probably see it. Yeah. But I'm not. I think it'll be there. Hmm. And Logic also does, I think you do a series of blogs. Uh, tell, you oh. tell us a little bit about that real quick. I do several series, actually. I'm random like that. Um, I, I do, every now and then, once a month, I do a video game series where basically I take any handheld games I can get my hands on and just review it. Like, uh, the last one I did was Trace Memory, which is a really good DS game. Kind of like an experimental myth, point-and-click kind of adventure game. Get it? It's um, good. Are you going to review, um, crap, uh, the backwards in London? Crap, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, somebody's back London or something? Oh, oh. <laughs> I think I know what game you're talking about, yeah. It's very steampunk, and, and I am one, and I would love to hear a review of that. So if you were interested, it'd be great. If I can track down the game, I'll review it. Alright. Yeah, well at this time I'm mainly going through my library only because I am like broke as nails. Bad face. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, the other series I do is um, Random Thought of the Week, which is basically I run down all the random things that's going through my mind. It can be anything as simple as, I like hot dogs, to something as deep as the meaning of life. 42! The meaning of life is 42 hot 42. dogs served to me with ketchup and mustard and onions, but no pickles. Actually, no. Forty-two is the answer. We don't know what the question is. Oh, that's the problem. Hmm. That's, that's I the never know. And it suddenly yeah. becomes jeopardy. No, no, no. It's meaning of life. Yes. Well, the theme of the meaning of life is and you have to answer everything in a question, or you will be bullied. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and for those who actually follow so follow some of my uh, Gomer Play series, she has done. Lozchik has also done uh, two title cards. She did the Kirby's Adventure one, and she also did the one for Sword of Mana, which I really need to work more on, but I haven't been able to, unfortunately. Yes, my God, yes, you do. Yes. 
But, um, but anyways, with that, um, we'll let's go ahead and get on with the news, shall we? Yay, news! There are news! Alright. There are news! There Johnny, are news! Sony, I think you might cream yourself with this first one, or at least have an orgasm. Okay. Yay. Okay. An alien from a distant galaxy has landed in, an e has landed in Exeter. Ex oh, Exeter? Exeter, Exeter. yes. Exeter. But, but this life-size Dalek has not come to exterminate city residents. Oh! It's looking for its lost owner. Yeah, I think you can find him on Scaro. His name is Davros. Yes. Oh. And, oh, oh, I almost forgot. I almost forgot. It is. Huh? Will the Cybermen? No, 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 no. It, they'll team up and kill everyone. Never mind. Yeah. You don't want to get a Dalek in a Cybermen. No. Nope. Yeah. That's fuck you up. Yes. And I just remembered something. It is British Accent Week, so we gotta do a little bit of British accent, at least, because okay. I don't think I can do a whole show with British accent. Yeah, me neither. So. <clears throat> oh, darn. Okay. Alright. Here we go. Here we go. Real British accent commencing. Yes. School children discovered the replica cyborg, and police are now trying to trace its owner. Teachers at West X Learning Center in St. Thomas were left, left dumbfounded when Doctor Who's arch nemesis materialized in their building. And now despite initial excitement about such an unusual addition to the school, they are now keen for the extraterrestrial mutant to return where it came from. Is it a mutant or is it a cyborg? Make up your minds. Oh, oh bloody hell, that's some crazy... And I have no idea what that accent is. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> have they called him as Tyler and borrowed his family called Doctor? Yes. There we can bring him up on the telly. There's actually more, but it's just a bunch of people pretty much saying, yeah, we need to find the owner of this Dalek. No. Like I said, just go to Scarrow. Yeah. But my, my, my only thing is, is why didn't they take it in? They had a Dalek. It would have been awesome. Yes. You better behave it. Oh, we'll send you to the place. We'll send you to the place. Yes. <clears throat> Phoenix, Arizona. A Phoenix jail inmate was left wearing nothing but pink socks after scaling five fences in an escape attempt before he was captured. The Maricopa County Care... Wow, I can English, I English well today. The Maricopa County Sheriff's Office, 24-year-old Clayton Thornburg, suffered cuts on parts of his body since some of the Durango jail's fences are 15 feet high and topped with razor wire. Jail officials said the razor wire had stripped away Thornburg's jail uniform and pink underwear by the time he reached the last fence Thursday morning. He was treated at the Maricopa County Medical Center. Authorities say Thornburg likely will face an additional felony charge of escape, which can add up to five years to an inmate sentence. They said Thornburg was in jail for an extensive number of property crime charges. And they do make them wear pink. A lot of prisons have gone to making their inmates wear pink wow. because it's, it's emasculating and calming. They even paint like the insides um, of common areas like the cafeteria and stuff. They'll paint them pink. Really? Weird. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't work on me because I don't mind wearing pink. Well, you know, they're manly men. And well, it kind of makes sense because different colors in uh, paints can actually, like, painting in general has a very calming effect. It's a way to well, express yourself, so. And, well, the colors, um, why do you think um, McDonald's colors are yellow, orange, and red? Because those uh, red conveys, um, what is it, expediency, hunger, um, you know, they meet, you know, they, 
you know, they've done studies and, you know, it makes you want fast food, apparently. Huh. Which, Which means it's further proves that McDonald's is evil. Yes. Oh, it's just like Disney. It's Satan. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's a great, you know. It's, it's like Disney, Fox News, and Pickles. They're of the devil. Yeah, those two, yes. Pickles are definitely of the devil. Yes. <laughs> and now I'm hungry for pickles. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we don't accept pickles here. Yeah. Or, or, or if you're eating them, just don't tell me because I, I really hate them. Yeah. Okay, I found I'm that really out the hard eating way. a cucumber. See, I found this out oh, the hard way about Shoney because I think, didn't I offer pickles like one of the first times we had anything yes. with pickles and you were like, <laughs> Yes. I was like, no, it's burning my flesh. No, it's like a Bible. Uh, yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so. <clears throat> A German student has created a computer game giving players a taste of life as an East German border guard, shooting political fugitives fleeing to the West to the outrage of victims' relatives. <laughs> wow. The game, 1378, what? the length in kilometers of the border between East and West Germany in the Cold War, awards border guards who shoot an exceptional number of escapees a medal. They then find themselves in the year 2000 on trial for the shootings they carried out in the name of the East German communist regime. Players can also take on the role of East German fugitives, all trying to escape over the Berlin Wall. If caught, they are either shot or arrested and taken to prison. Wow. That's bleak. Yeah. And but I mean, it's East Germany, so it's pretty fucking bleak. Yeah. I can say that, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> just say fuck, you know. In fact, I think, I think every time we get, like, a whole new combination of senators and congressmen up in Congress, whatever, we, we just we need to get them all them. together, get them all together, and just have them all say, fuck, that way everybody can say, okay, look, this is how these people sound when they say that word. So we're not going to be so shocked anymore. Yeah, they're human beings, they swear. Yes. They say, fuck. They fucking swear. They, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck fuck. Shit, shit, shit. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yes. Fuck, 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 I get a problem with this one because they're they're crying out, oh, this is blah, blah, blah. you know, they're getting all whiny over this. One, it's history. It's not like historical games have not been made before. I mean, I think I want to say it's Call of Duty or something like that. That goes back. To, I think one of the ones that goes back. To, I think to World War Two or something. Yeah, but you don't you don't see Call of Duty from the perspective of the Germans. I mean, that's I think that's the issue there. Is like yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. There is another one that I did remember just now. There's also a Wolfenstein enemy territory where you can play as an American or as a German. Is that where you get to kill Hitler and he's like this horrible cyborg with like machine guns on him? Ah, uh, that's Wolfenstein 3D, yes. I like or, that idea. Yes. That is, or, that is. or the Battlefield series during the whole, hey look guys, reinventing war and video games was cool era. Battlefield uh, yes. was actually pretty, like, off the chart, and he used to do, I think, at one point, they did World War, the original World War, then World War Two. Yeah. World War One, the original World War. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, World War Two is just a pale copy, it's a pale imitation of the, <laughs> the Great War. It's the great! Yes. It was great! That's why they called uh, it the Great War. It is so awesome! Monster yeah. Oh yeah! Wee! <laughs> Sorry. Uh-huh. And 
So, it's still just a video game. It really is, because, you know, yeah. you're not going to actually go out there and do it, and the people the people who are who are whining over it they just i i do empathize with them i do i do i do understand where they're coming from mm. but at the same time they have to realize look this is just a game yeah. they're not trying to dishonor your memory of 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 your family members or your friends that have fallen victim to this it's just a game mm. for as far as they know everybody in there is just nameless yeah i mean i think i mean if it were done in a, in a way that was exploitive or um, irreverent or, um, you know, going, yay, let's shoot some East German escapees, woohoo! Yeah. Um, you know, but I think having that, that component of being in, you know, 2000, whatever, and being on trial for doing that, I think that adds a really important um, bit of levity, well, not levity, that's humor. Um, reality, I guess, um, is probably a better word. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Right. Uh, but, um, so okay, that kind of that kind of helps segue into this because that's kind of war militaryish type thing. And the uh, next yeah. one, this next one is kind of our serious one for this one. I'm gonna try and have mostly humorous or otherwise not so heavy stories, and we're gonna have one serious one. This is our serious one this week. <clears throat> A watchdog group that advocates for greater religious freedom in the military has written Defense Secretary Robert Gates about concerns that more than 100 Air Force Academy cadets are forced to pretend to espouse fundamentalist Christian beliefs. <laughs> the Military Religious Freedom Foundation said that the cadets fear criticism from their colleagues for not being, quote, the right kind of Christians, unquote. The group also took umbrage with the inclusion of a Christian-themed blog post in the daily news clipping email sent to cadets. The letter, which includes co-signers representing a wide array of religious veterans groups, demands the Academy release complete results of the Academy's annual, quote, climate survey, unquote, and the Defense Department start, quote, aggressive and comprehensive, unquote, investigations into Christian groups operating on campus and what it calls the Academy's, quote, incontrovertible and unconstitutional establishment of a fundamentalist Christian culture slash meme, unquote. The Academy, in a news release, announced that a review of the allegations began in early September and has so far uncovered nothing. The review being is being led by Superintendent, Senior Chaplain, and Staff Judge Advocate, Spokesman Master Sergeant Christopher DeWitt said. Wait, wow. the chaplain is doing this investigation? Yep. Um, I'm smelling a bit of conflict of interest here. I am too. I'm, I'm like, glad I, I'm yeah. glad my, I'm a glad big thinking pile. A big stinking pile of conflict of interest. Big time. You this should like, bring in impartial um, military um, judge advocates. Yes. Um, yeah. That's why you need an atheist to do it. Or yeah, somebody you know, not insane. You know, it works. Yeah. That that's who. That's who. Yeah. You know, a relaxed Christian would be okay because they're usually you know whatever. Yeah. But fundamentalists, is, um, no. No, just uh, you know, keep keep people like him and then like that asshole that was wanting to burn that was. Saying he was going to burn Qurans, but he never did, because I don't know if he's smart you know, or he's a pussy for it, but you know what? I don't care. <laughs> people like him are just the Christian version of Islamic fundamentalists. It's the same exact rhetoric, it's the same exact attitude, it's the same exact action. Exactly. And I think if you brought attention to that fact, um, you know, people might change their fucking attitudes. Yeah, they shape up pretty quick. Wait, wait. I'm like, I'm like those guys over there. They're out there raping women just because they're showing too much skin. 
Fuck. I need to change, man. That, that happens <laughs> here as well. Um, yeah. Actually, women wear burqa and hijab to um, keep the male gaze away, thus keeping, you know, keeping the men's lust from becoming inflamed and bad things happening. So it's actually for their own protection, which is absolute bullshit. Uh, I agree. Um, I had, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 There, there was about to be uh, Shoni Fury um, over that. Yeah, and yeah, I think it's a funny moment. Yes. I, I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard, like, when you go into the military, you can choose whatever religion you want, and Jedi is an option. It is. Um, you can also, they also have atheist chaplains. Yay! Oh my god! I want to. I want to join the military just so I can actually <laughs> explain that I'm a Jedi. <laughs> that would be awesome. Like I can disarm my opponent. Like these are not the insurgents. Like these are not the insurgents you were looking for. There you, you go. You do not need to see their identification. Move along. Just move along. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 was the dramatic reading. Of that, that would be awesome. Okay. I would love that. <laughs> Of course, you know they don't. They don't have one for uh, members yet. Well, you know it's, so, it's, 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 it's a small fairly so far. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still small. But I'll get into that another time, though. But going back to the, you know, the Burkas thing, what actually that made me think of was I actually did a rant about victim blaming and everything, and I think I brought up uh, Islamists doing something like that in that rant, and it still holds true today. I still hold that opinion because well, it's never that- man's fault. Oh no, 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 it's never the man's fault. He, he's just a, he's just a creature of nature, but women he, apparently are supposed to be above he, nature. <laughs> he has a penis, he can do no wrong. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. tell that to my yeah. mother, <laughs> okay? <laughs> right, my mother can tell you bullshit. Let me give you a laundry list of the wrong things he's done since he was five. Oh, she well, yeah. too. Parents, parents are like that anyway. Yes. Yeah. I know, it brings up my nakage period. I spent my three years refusing to wear clothes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> my mom and was actually like, afraid, to, afraid to take me into like Safeway because she was afraid I'd start stripping, which I did apparently in the cereal aisle when I was three. <laughs> yes, I was about to say, before you people start tapping, she was a kid. <laughs> yeah. And if you continue, if you, I mean, if you, if you, you're gonna anyway, you're fucking sick, and I hope your dick falls off. Yeah. Well, my only opinion is, is if you're still fapping now, you're probably a lolicon, and in that case, go no. away now. You? No, no, not even lolicon. Pedophile and yeah. pederast. Uh-huh. Maybe you should tag this book with pedo bear. To <laughs> <warn you. laughs> pedo bear scares me. There's a pedo bear moment. <laughs> <laughs> I can see a, sm- a small child in the cereal aisle of a supermarket, and, like pedo bears peeking around the end of the aisle, going. Ah. Yeah. That, I mean, if, whole, if he spoke, I don't know if he speaks. He's just. Was that was that complete with that uh, burn Bobonga music from Chrono Trigger playing, like they did with the whole Brian Peppers thing, like years ago? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear Brian. Lord. <laughs> I just thought I just saw this picture today, and I was like, <laughs> Brian Peppers. <laughs> Just like that too, apparently. Yes. All right. Wow. And we are down <laughs> to the final news story for this week. Wow, this is going pretty fast. Yeah, we're awesome. All right. The telephone number pasted on boxes of cereal named for Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Why yes. for Chad Ochocinco? Ochocinco, 58. No, wait, 85. Ah. Uh-huh. 
was supposed to be for a charity, but mistakenly <laughs> directed callers to a sex line, the player's agent said on Thursday. <laughs> the wrong number was given by the Feed the Children charity, Ocho Cinco's agent Robert Bailey said. It's a shame because it's a good cause. The outspoken 85 said he was confident the mistake and 800 area code was substituted for 888 would be corrected by PBL Sports, the marketing <laughs> company behind 885 cereal. A portion of the $5 price of each box goes to the Feed the Children organization, according to PBL's website. In a tweet, the football player had directed fans to his own website and urged them to order his cereal, adding, Start your day with a little sugar. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh god uh, I just found something on Failbook um, oh. and uh, so and it's kind of not related unfortunately but it's fucking hilarious Uh-oh. if you've ever played if you've ever played chess right. so somebody posted on their Facebook as a chess grandmaster what is your view on America's war strategy send in the clergy they can move diagonally there you go um, but somebody commented and oh. they said Reverse the don't ask, don't tell, and send in the queen. They can do pretty much anything. There you go. Yeah. Oh. That was, that was so awesome. I say Brahmin to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, the, the the mistaken number on the cereal box. Oh my god. That's a little too coincidental to be accidental. I. Think. Oh. Yeah, I think I think what eighty five really wanted to do is like, yeah, you buy this and you call the number and you can send money to charity. Instead, you're gonna send money to allow porn stars to keep living and putting food in their tummies. But the sad thing is, is that. Ocho Cinco does, it is not 85 in Spanish. No, it's just 8-5. Oh, yeah, no. It's just 8-5. Oh, and yeah, definitely. <laughs> I say 85 because it's 8 and 5 right next to each other. Nah. Yeah, it's like laziness. Laziness. I made her grammar Nazi thing go off. Yeah, but she, she, beat me, she beat me to it, so yeah. I didn't need to. Yeah, which I realized that, but... I think yeah. I think like you, if any 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 uh, Spanish-speaking person who is probably tearing their tearing their eyes out right now at it, just understand I do realize it, and I I actually meant to do that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. But just sure. make all right. uh-huh. our grammar speaking. <laughs> it's Ochenta Cinco, and if I got it wrong, you guys can all go ahead and beat me with a stick. Sexual. Alas. I, I mean, alas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, alas, I only speak French, Italian, German, and a little Japanese. I don't, I, I don't know Spanish, surprisingly. Yeah. And you should hear Shoni speak French. It is, it is like ear sex. Did she sounds really good with it. In the, in, uh, crap. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, I'll do it if you want me to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ue la bibliothèque. <laughs> I think this is the first time I've had an orgasm on air. <laughs> wow. Really? <laughs> That's Spanish, man. Where's my cat? My cat is on the table. Hey, as long as the cat is not on fire. Le chat. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Alicia, ah, flambe. Flambe, your cat is on fire. Oui. Oh. Mon pantalon, oh. mon pantalon, ah, flambe aussi. 
Your pants are on fire, huh? They are, yes. Oh, really now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This, this is going to be the show of the flirtatious women. Yes. Oh, you have cheese in your pants? You have cheese in your pants! <gasps> you have well, cheese in your pants! Well, after Shaw speaking French, I can, yeah. How <laughs> can you say it in French? Now I'm curious. Oh, uh, let's see. Cheese, the fromage, and, uh, in, in, oh, the fromage dot, uh, in ton pantalon, I think. <laughs> like, I could be wrong, I could be using the wrong verb, but it, it sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Italian, I could do Italian, too. I'm, I wish uh, I knew Italian. Bonsoir! Oh, wait, that's French again. Oh, Buona notte! Oh. Oh, Buona notte! Mi chiamo Sezoni! Uh, je parlo italiano, and yeah. Wait, you can speak better. French. You can speak yes. French. You can have a really good conversation with Benzai. No? Yes. He, he, for those who, for some reason, don't know, because if you don't know, then I'm surprised because this gets posted up on the That Guy with the Glasses blogs. But Benzai is French. Ah! <laughs> Which... Um, il a, il a français, right? Yes, he is. Um, I can say um, the door. Uh, yeah, the door is made. Of, I am a glass of tea in Italian. Ooh, you are a glass. Sono, yeah, I am a glass of tea. Sono una tazza di te. That's I drink you. Crap! Oh God! Did you just ask if you could drink her? <laughs> no, she did drink. There you go. Tea, so. Ah. So. Oh. And for those who have actually followed my Gomer play, sometimes I will do the Guess What Gomer's Drinking game. Um, right now, I'm actually just drinking a Coca-Cola. I wish I was drinking Lambic. I'm uh, drinking beer! Mm. <laughs> Hooray! This is such a classy podcast. Oh, I know. It's very awesome. Uh, the beer of the evening is Special Premium Reserve. Get in, Ichiban! Get in, Squee! <laughs> Sadly, I have nothing oh. at all. You drank me already. Yes. I know. She, she drank you up. And the pedophilia count just went off. But anyways, um, that's it for the news. Um, we're going to go ahead and take our break. And when we come back, we'll have some theater history. And Shoni actually has a little something herself that she would like to share. I do. Um, it is. It's from Cracked because they are awesome. Yes. And it's six depraved sexual fetishes that you didn't know were that old. Yes. So you gotta have to gotta keep, stay tuned in for that one. Stay tuned for perversion. Yes. Perversion. Yes. Yes, yes. We will see you on the other side of my butt.
And we are back. Hope you guys enjoyed the break stuff. Um, oh, and we're front too. Yes, we are front too. <laughs> Indeed. Very intriguing. Uh, what? Before we, before we get to the theater news, I do. I want to talk about something because oh, okay. this was just very, very weird. Are you an alcoholic? Not yet, but I will. Oh, okay. Get to work. Get to work. <laughs> You're lagging. You to be an alky now. Join us. Join us! I will, I will but I gotta be one with Blasi first. I don't drink very much, actually. No, whatever. Aww. But um, it involved Wait, a dream. It involved a dream I had last night, which is very strange because it was. I, I have two different types of dreams. I have the first person dreams, and then I have the dreams where I'm just, you know, the third person and everything. Yeah, movie dreams. I love movie dreams. Yes. This was a first person dream. And I was looking around, and it was like in a city somewhere. near. I, I'm assuming it was a hospital. And I would look to my right, there would be trees that were giving me feedback on videos. But they weren't my videos. These, these were like more anime-themed videos. So I said, okay, that's weird. So I started work, walking towards the building, and I looked up, there's a street sign, also giving me feedback on more anime-themed <laughs> videos. And anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic streetlights? Well, sort of. And it's not, it wasn't streetlights, it was like, you know like those electric rope signs you would see that would change... Oh, right, like with your speed? Something like that. Oh, okay, okay. But, um, and then I realized, and I didn't, I didn't get to look in a mirror, but there was like this little bit of me that said, you know what, I'm not Gomer, I am Mars Girl. Yeah. What? <laughs> yes. Did you have boobs? I didn't, I didn't look down and see. It was, unfortunately, it was not a lucid dream, so I couldn't just look around. Yeah, true. Those are fun, though. Yeah, I, I want to have Oh, it. yeah, I love Lucid. But it was weird, so it's like, yeah, I essentially dreamed that I was Mars Girl, and the trees and the road signs were giving me feedback on videos. And I posted about it on Twitter, because Laws had posted something about having weird, that guy with the glasses dreams. Oh, man. Oh, excuse me. And I posted that, and Mars Girl saw it, and she retweeted it, because she thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Yay! So, uh, Mars Girl, if you're listening, right in the show, we'll, we'll read it on the air. <laughs> uh, but, um, going on from that, we do have this week in theater history, from the 26th up to the 2nd. On September 26th in 1898, composer George Gershwin is born in New York. He will go on to write poetry, Porgy and Bess, I'm about to say poetry and Bess, that doesn't work. Rap City in Blue, Girl Crazy, and the Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize-winning musical of The I Sing, among many other shows and songs. Ah, uh, didn't he do Anything Goes? Or was that... No, that was Cole Porter, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Okay, I get those two <laughs> I could mixed be wrong, up. I get those two mixed up. I don't know why. They have some quite, you know, they're pretty similar, actually. Yeah. I do, too, so I would feel that. And I'm, I'm the musician, and yeah. yeah. And stuff. Uh -huh. <laughs> I sing opera. Uh, it's okay. Yes, she's an opera singer. If you have not seen, it's <laughs> awesome. Maybe if you're nice, I'll sing on the show sometime. Awesome. Ooh. I can do that. Yay! Yeah. All right, September. Anyway, 
September 27, 1942. Today is the wedding day for two famous couples, both very significant in the theater world. Jessica Tandy marries Hume Croyon, starting a relationship that would blossom on stage as well as off, since they often work together. They will star in Albie's <coughs> Delicate Balance in 1966, as well as The Gym Game by D.L. Coburn on Broadway in 1977, and the films Foxfire and Batteries Not Included. I love Batteries Not Included. That's like one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you have to. It's beautiful. And it's about tiny aliens that are robots. Yay! Stella Adler and Harold Klerman are also married today. Both were founders of the group theater, a socially conscious troupe that became one of the most influential theater companies of the century. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's like Second City for comedy. Yes. Yep. Or the Groundlings, even. Yes. I'll name check as much as I have to. Uh, <laughs> okay. This one. This one is gonna... This one's just awesome. September 28th, 1999. Canadian theatergoers, Andrew Lloyd Webber fans, and headbangers with black and white painted faces unite as Paul Stanley, the frontman for the rock band KISS, dons the mask of the Phantom of the Opera at Toronto's Pantages Theatre. The singer, really? Yeah. The singer, that is so reprised, awesome. He reprised the role he played earlier in the year, and it would close out the, the production, which, is, which extended for a month. Wow. Nice. That is awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. I need to find a recording of him doing that because that's just awesome. Yeah, I, I want to see that too. My God. That's, that has got to be awesome. Talk, talk about a showman. I just want to see... I mean, we know how Michael Crawford did it, but, you know, I want to see... Yeah. yeah. Paul Stanley do it. Probably a different... Definitely a different touch. Yes. September 29th, 1934. Kaufman and Hart's comedy, Merrily We Roll Along, introduces the plot innovation of moving backward in time from scene to scene. It will run 155 performances at the Music Box Theater and inspire a 1981 musical by Stephen Sondheim and George Firth. Actually, that was Sondheim's only flop with Merrily We Roll Along. Oh, wow. Okay, that's I, the I, one I, I review play now. <laughs> I did yeah. a piece of I did a piece from that for um, Nats, which is the National Association of Teachers of Singing Singing Competition, um, and a, a while back. And yeah. singing sometimes is really hard because he likes dissonance a whole lot. And that song, you get three chords for introduction, and in in the composition of those chords, your starting note is not in any of them. <laughs> and uh, it's tradition to give us you know kind of give the starting note in the in, you know in the in the intro, and it's not there, and it's uh, really hard. Disney cold motherfuckers. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I've also done stuff from Sweeney Todd as well. Yeah, I have got to see that movie again. I, I didn't like the, the movie. I they kind of phoned it in. It was kind and of. What, I mean, the original or the recent movie that came out with Johnny Depp. The recent one. I mean, because Depp and Carter have such a great chemistry, they just didn't have it at that point, and I was kind of my hopes were too high. I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's another one I'm going to have to review at some point. Please <laughs> <laughs> do. I'd like that. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, awesome. And bloody. Yes, very bloody. Very, very bloody. <laughs> All right, September 30th, 2004. Hours before a presidential debate between candidates George W. Bush and John Kerry, the Broadway pu puppet musical Avenue Q stages its own version of the event in Times Square. <laughs> Oh. Duffy Square, with the two contenders played by puppets. The event warns, please note, 
Any similarity between puppets and actual presidential candidates is purely coincidental. <laughs> I love Avenue Q. Yes, that is one I show I really want to see. The internet is for porn. The internet is for porn. Porn. What do you think it's really for? Porn. 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 Yes. <laughs> and, and, and my, my, my music Nazi is going off. My lyrical Nazi is going off. Why you think the net was born? Porn, porn, porn. I can't do the voice. My, my voice is still shattering. You did that voice, like, perfectly. My God. I know. You're really good at that. Yeah. I always make you think of Grover. Turkey always makes me think of Grover. It makes me think of yeah. Monster. Cookie, nom, 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 nom. Yes, yes, Cookie Monster is also my, my favorite. Is, my favorite is Grover. He's always been my favorite. Growing up, I loved Oscar. Oh, oh well, he was just great. He was like Walter Ma Matthau. <laughs> you know, he was just yeah. cranky and, you know, it was just awesome. Yes. October 1st, in 1928, Mae West's controversial play, Pleasure Man, opens at the Biltmore Theater. It's the story of an actor who has impregnated so many women that the brother of one of them cuts up, takes up a knife to put a permanent end to the culprit's love life. But he shut it down after two performances. Wow, that's pretty <laughs> racist. Now, I have... Yeah. I have, I have a little <laughs> addendum. This happened in 1930 on... Supreme, on September 30th. A hung jury frees Mae West of obscenity charges for her play, Pleasure Man. Good. Yes, because heaven for... It's just, uh, that goes in the whole freedom of speech and expression thing. And, uh, and the obscenity acts. And yeah. Comstock was such a dick anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And we could go on for like a good hour about that. Oh my god, I could spend an hour on the Comstock laws by themselves, let alone the obscenity laws. Yes. Oh, I know. Uh, I love history. Uh, <laughs> uh, which, which, speaking of history, that reminds me. Kate, if you're listening right in, ask, tell me what the hell happened to history. Hell yeah. I was enjoying it. It was awesome. History. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. Instead of America, fuck yeah. Yes. Yes. It is, it, is a, it is a really good show. Unfortunately, you know, because of college and everything, she hasn't been able to do new ones. Oh. Like, oh, oh. You, you mean life. Yeah, life. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that thing outside the internet that we all have, but we don't speak of. Yeah. What? I, I don't have one. Um, what? I live in a cave yes. in Wyoming yes. um, with a cow uh, and, a, and wearing a hat. Well, and you know, I don't really live in your world. I really live in Hyrule, and I just borrowed this technology that I like to call oh, magic. You borrowed you borrow a corporeal vessel. There you go. Oh, sorry, a corporeal vessel. I've been watching too much Supernatural lately. <laughs> I love Supernatural. It's such a good show. It approaches ghosts and all that shit with so much practicality, and it's like, what the fuck? What is this going on? Let's talk. How do we kill it? Wee. And none of this, you know, I'm in love with a vampire bullshit. Oh, oh God. God. Don't yeah. get me started on Twilight. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Do not, do not, do not, do not. I... Well, no, I, I have a, a t-shirt um, that says, and then Buffy sticked Edward the end. There you go. That's oh, how it should have ended. And I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to put this out on the show. If Twilight ever, ever, ever gets a state as stage adaptation, I'm going to do one of several things. Possibly throw paint on them. people in protest? Well, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do one. I'm going to review it. Return suicide? 
I might end the review with that. <laughs> no, we mean to. Have a kitty. <laughs> nah. Actually, what I would do is I would I, find Stephanie Meyer and then I, I would feed her her own uterus. Yeah. Wow. You know, it, it, and make and make um um what's his name the 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 Robert Pattinson make him eat you know chew her belly open and then we feed her her uterus. Ew. Considering uh, he's cool. supposedly going to have to be doing that in the fourth, I think um, third or fourth movie anyway. Fourth Pattinson. Movie, right? Pattinson looks like Lurch. Yeah, and not in the a good bit, way. A, a very sparkly Lurch. Ugh. Ew. Um, Lurch. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to go back. Come back to this later. But we've got one more theater history. Okay. Here. And then it's me. Yes. October second, two thousand three. Hunter Foster and Carrie Butler star in a Broadway production of the Mankin and Asman musical Little Shop of Horrors, which ran for several years off Broadway in the nineteen eighties, but only now makes its Broadway debut. The production will run ten months in the Virginia Theater. Did you know when they made the movie, they changed the ending? Oh, oh really? really? Um, in the stage play, um, Audrey 2 basically takes over the, the planet and kills everyone. And it's apocalyptic and really actually pretty depressing. Huh. They changed it for the movie. I wonder how it was in the original movie, the original black and white one. Because that's actually up on my review list. I'm probably going to do it. This, this is a little... Um, um, is, it, is it old enough to be silent or is it like 50s era? Uh, probably 50s, 60s. It's still black and white. Jack Nicholson when he was younger. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I I will be looking forward to that. Yes, yeah. that'll probably be done probably around Halloween. I think ah. I'm going to make it my Halloween one. It could be the Internet of Horrors. Yes. Kind of like the Treehouse of Horrors, but, you know, you know on the Internet. Looks like a close gomer. Yes. <laughs> And speaking of, speaking of Halloween ones, I've got to, I want to plug uh, Lord Cat, because he's doing Halloween-themed games on Until We Win this month. And he started with Fester's Quest, which, like him, I actually do enjoy it. Even though... They made a video for game for Fester. Yes, the yep. family. Has it all began or started yep. when Uncle Fester farted. <laughs> you didn't, you never heard that version? I probably would, have, but it's been a while. that in elementary. da 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. I love the Adams family. I have a book of Chaz Adams. Um, he's the guy that did the, the original comic strip, which um, was in, I think, The New Yorker. Yeah. Um, I have one of his books, and it is so bizarre and awesome. I love it. Uh, I'd love, I want to get more of his stuff because it's fantastic. Yes. Especially if you consider when he was writing, you know, the late 40s, you know, to like the early 60s. Um, to have something kind of dark like that uh, at that time of Yay America, yeah, suburbs, white bread, da 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 da, you know, and everything was cheerful and sparkly clean. To have that was really great. Yes, but they made like several TV series out of it, animated and yeah. otherwise. And the, the monsters was a total ripoff and of stupid. Yeah, yeah, I love, <clears throat> I love thing, thing, I love thing, and I love search. Yes. Oh. And Morticia is awesome. Oh man, the Morticia in the original sitcom, she was a hottie. Oh yeah, I mean even in in the more recent movies from the early nineties when she was played by Angelica Houston. Yeah, um, Angelica Houston. I mean even now she's beautiful. She's aged so well. Oh. Kind of like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Sigourney Weaver. They've also aged fantastically. Mm-hmm. Um, if they'd had work, you can't tell because it's really good work. Yeah, That's exactly. Beautiful ladies. 
Oh, yes. And this is this is actually probably going to be a show for previews, because I mentioned I'm doing Little Shop of Horrors for Halloween, but also up on my plate is the Adams Family, because they are on stage now, so... <laughs> so I'm gonna have to, so I'm gonna review it. <laughs> oh, cool. uh, oh, you can review the Green Day musical. I've I've heard about it, but I don't know anything. American about it. Idiot, yeah, yes. That is something I will have to look into. I've actually had some people request I do the producers. <laughs> it's oh yes, that is going to be fun. I will have oh, to definitely put that. Um, the new version with um. Oh, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick is quite good, but I recommend um, the one with Mel Brooks because it's Mel Brooks and he's the master. Yes. It's all yeah. but fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I tend to go for... When it comes to movies like that, I tend to go for older versions. Like, the originals, you know, the originals are better source material. Yeah. Like, for example, when I did Hairspray, I, I learned that... Or actually, probably got reminded because I'd forgotten that Hairspray was also made into a musical. And then it yeah. was remade back into a movie with uh, Christopher Walken, John Travolta, etc. I know. I liked it with Ricky Lake. Yeah. Oh, my Because it had Harvey Firestein, and I love him. Yeah. And Ricky Lake, I, I have to admit. Um, she, she was a good... She, she was, I, I liked her better. Yeah. Um, the girl whose name I can't... It, I have gapped at this point... Um, in the remake was also very awesome. I yeah. want to say she was fantastic as well. Yes, and when I when I actually got the music for the musical to put at the end credits for my hairspray review, that took me back because I remember that I think it was that was about 2007 or so. We were working on a dance number. It ultimately wasn't in it, but the tune they were using was um, uh, "You Can't Stop the Beat" from the. Oh, oh yeah. So that was pretty cool. That's a good song. Yes. I like that song. Ah, but... Anyways, that is it for the theater history. Uh, Shoni? Oh, oh, it's my turn. Yes, take it away. Um, okay, so having looked over this, I'm gonna be... It's kind of embarrassing to actually read this out loud. Especially the first one. Um, this is from Cracked.com, of course, because they are freaking awesome, and I... Um, I didn't have the time to actually put something together myself, so I did not write this. Don't credit me or um, bad things will happen to me. So <laughs> if you want me to survive, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, here we go. Six depraved sexual fetishes that are older than you think they are. Number six. Tentacle rape from the late 18th century. And I'm just going to read this verbatim because uh, it sounds better. Uh, we love to mock tentacle porn and Japan for inventing it. If this is your first day on the internet, just know that tentacle porn is one of the internet's most beloved methods of making young people terrified of sex. And it is precisely what it sounds like. Women being raped by tentacles usually animated. The modern tentacle rape genre was created by Toshio Maeda, who is manga... Oh, it's manga, God. Manga. Urozuki Doji. I think I said that right. I didn't practice, of course, created what might be called the modern paradigm of tentacle porn, which we suppose in Japan actually is actually seen as an accomplishment rather than grounds for a sexual assault conviction. According to Maeda, he started the practice in order to get around Jap Japan, J Jap oh, God damn. <laughs> Japan's strict censorship. I suck at life! Censorship laws, which forbade the depiction of a penis, but did not forbid penetration by anything else. 
For men, this fetish appeals to those who enjoy seeing women humiliated and subjugated by something that isn't even human. For women, the fetish appeals to those who secretly always want to have sex with Squidward. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, that is awesome. Somewhere out there, someone is actually fapping the Squidward. Yes. Uh, I don't even want to think about it. Um, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, there's so there's more. Because some guy wanted to see some chick get banged but can't draw a penis. Oh, oh, so we'll let her get banged by a squid. It goes back farther than that. Oh, um, okay. Well, Maeda might have created the modern tentacles. He wasn't the inventor. Maeda was preceded by um, Katsukisha Hokusai, an artist from the late 18th and early 19th century. Hokusai was the artist of 36 Views of Mount Fuji, an internationally recognized series of prints that earned him fame both locally and globally. Also, he liked him some tentacles. <laughs> Hokusai's The Dream of the Fisherman's Wife is speculated to be the first instance of tentacle erotica. So by all means, don't click that link if you're at work, if, or if there are children present, or you have a soul. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's soul? There's, there's a bit of a picture, um, and it's really scary. Yeah. <laughs> but before, before you go calling Japan a nation of psychotic fish diddlers, check out Tentacles of Desire with a man who loves cephalopods. Contained within is the story of Joshua Hansley, an English artist in the late 19th century whose travels to Japan resulted in an obsession with tentacle erotica. Wow. Handley attempted multiple times to publish some of it in England, oh my god, even coming out with some of his own to add to the table. People were appalled, not by the tentacles, but by the notion that women in the series were actually enjoying themselves, because for some reason rape would make it that much less disgusting. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Number five. Autoerotic asphyxiation, the 17th century. <sighs> Okay. Experts say that on the list of most frequent causes of embarrassing deaths, autoerotic asphyxiation ranks just below tequila and above backyard wrestling. While the term sex accident may sound awesome, like a high-speed collision with a tractor trailer made of nudity, the reality of it is hotel staff discovering your body strangled to death and clutching your genitals in a kung fu grip. David Carradine Yeah, that actually is. Um, there's a picture of him right there. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah, yeah. There's no shame. Um, autoerotic asphyxiation is just a big city scientist term for masturbating while strangling yourself. And it is more common than you think. According to ABC News and the FBI, roughly 5 to 1,000 young men die accidentally each year during autoerotic asphyxiation. So we're curious why the FBI was involved. If you were thinking the practice was accidentally discovered in some 1980s SMM club, you're wrong. Erotic asphyxiation goes back to the 1600s when it was used as a treatment for erectile dysfunction. Wow. For presumably wow. because the patient in question would rather be dead than go on living. <laughs> if you're wondering how in the hell they connected strangling with boners, the answer is every bit as terrifying as you're probably guessing. Uh -oh. The practice started when observers at public hangings noticed that ma the male victims often sported an, a post-death erection, sometimes even ejaculating at the moment of, I, I told you it got worse, um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wikipedia, 
Wikipedia even has an article on Death Erection, which the editors at Cracked have already claimed as the name of their upcoming metal band side project. I think that's a great metal band side project. <laughs> <laughs> um, Death Erection. Apparently, um, there's a band with um, the name Ghost Boner already. Oh. Uh, I'm assuming uh-huh. they weren't going to go with Ghost Boner, but and they actually have a picture of the band um, below that, and they're really kind of creepy. Ghost Boner. Uh, <laughs> Ghost boner, yes. Oh, I got booked by you. Ah. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't have a mouth brain filter, and so often things come out that then usually I, I'm just thinking. So it's kind of, you know, embarrassing sometimes. But that makes like, it more entertaining. For you? Yes. <laughs> okay, um, number four. Foot fetishism, the 13th century or earlier. Put simply, the foot fetish is a sexual attraction to feet, be they wrapped up in stockings or bare in all their sweat-pruned glory. What? I apparently am taking on an accent for this <laughs> this one. We'll see um, how it goes. Foot fetishism has many forms and can range from simple kissing and licking to full-on penis massages. Oh, God! Oh. 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> this is really bad. Um... This is, like, completely not safe for life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, it gets worse. Uh, many celebrities are self-confessed foot fetishists, including Jay Leno. So if you want to take a moment to ponder that, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby, that's it. Show me. Oh, God, no, please. No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying. I like feet. <laughs> um, oh. yeah. Okay. Oh, and while there are many, many websites and tons of YouTube videos, there's actually a link, oh god, supplying white material for foot lovers. You could probably make a good living selling the same material a thousand years ago. Oh. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, crap. I can't breathe. I have um, a sinus infection and bronchitis um, and the stomach flu, so I'm, you know... Aww. Rising out I, I am I have risen from my deathbed to, to be with you all tonight. Yay. And not, and not in some twisted necrophilic way here. And uh, the way this list is going, it's probably on here. <sighs> the first <laughs> of foot fetishism that, it, that we can find dates back to 1220 AD, or EC, or CE, sorry, which is common era if you don't like to use before um, BC or AD, because it's really stupid and religious. Yeah. Experts think the fetish got its start due to the fear of STDs. History records show a lot more foot lovers during syphilis epidemics like those 16th and 19th centuries. Hmm. Keep in mind that back then, pretty much everything in the world gave you some version of the plague, let alone the festering bog of some peasant's vagina. <laughs> Clearly, blistered gangrenous feet were the refined solution because you can't get AIDS from a foot. Or can you? We I don't have any idea. I don't know. I don't. I uh, don't want to know. I, I nor do I. Oh yeah. God! There's some um, a picture of some foot porn, circa 1926, and it's off. <laughs> so if you're thinking that wow. the past much more straight laced and you know refined, it really wasn't. Um, oh, not at all. Yeah. As it turns out, the list of hysterical, hysterical, <laughs> historical foot fetishists read like the A-team of literature, F. Scott Fitzgerald, whom you may remember as the author of that one book you pretended to read in high school, had a foot fetish, as did Thomas Hardy, who wrote that other book we didn't read, 
Know who else is on the list? Casanova, a man whose name has literally become the phrase meaning guy who spends more time inside vaginas than outside of them. Oh. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Casanova liked the feet. He did. Oh, God, I was right, fuck. (laughs) 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 Okay. Oh, God. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Number three. Necrophilia. That's 5th oh. century BC. Wow. Uh, okay. We're gonna just. Ah, <clears throat> oh, there's a picture of Edward Cohen. Fuck. Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. we'll, just, we'll just get through this one, okay? It'll probably get worse. There's no polite way to put this. Necrophilia is the fucking of dead bodies. Although, considering the recent popularity of quote unquote vampire romance, Unquote. Having sex with a pale, lifeless meat wad is apparently mainstream now. Um, psychologists, <laughs> yeah, psychologists have theorized that there are a number of reasons why someone would be attracted to corpses, chief among them being the desire for a lifeless and unresisting partner. But apparently, the whole craze started the same way so many things start with mummies. People are fucking mummies. What? Um, Karat. Yeah. <laughs> I went there. My brain just it didn't even wait. It it just went there. Oh, I'm never going to sleep again. Uh-oh. Aww. We broke Find bleach. Find bleach, please. Okay. Herodotus, the Greek historian who lived in the 5th century BC, wrote in his histories, awesome writing actually, that in order to stop people from having sex with corpses before mummification, the ancient Egyptians left them to decay for three or four days before handing them off to the embalmers. That's right. Uh, necrophilia was such a problem for these guys that they had to take active preventative measures against it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but that's not all. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Uh-oh. Something. Unfortunately, there's more. One legend says that after killing his wife in jealousy, King Herod the Great continued to have sex with her body for, um, oh god, no. Please. Oh god, no. Seven years. Oh my god. How can you live with a body for seven years? Uh, it, it gets crunchy after a while. Yeah. Considering that this wasn't really the worst thing he ever did in his life, it's painfully apparent that his title of The Great might have been handed out a little early. Uh. Oh, uh, I think I'm psychologically damaged, and we still have two more left. Oh, shit. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not scarred now, you will be. You will be. You will take care of it if if you're still tender and you know, and not deep in the ways of the internet. Uh, Number (laughs) number two, zoophilia, older, which is older than civilization. Zoophilia, also known as bestiality. Is the practice of having sex with an animal. No, wait, 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 wait. See, they got it wrong. It's interspecies erotica, damn it. Um, (laughs) it, it's only, it's only interspecies erotica if the other species can give you consent. Fair enough. (laughs) Then then it's, you know, scary. Okay. (laughs) While it isn't expressly illegal in most parts of the world, it also isn't officially condoned. The apparent, policy apparently is, let's not talk about it and hope it goes away. According to this article that is linked that I'm not even going to go into, uh, for the sake of my, my own sanity, which is already hanging by a thread, I think I need to drink more beer, um, or, you know, shoot myself, or, you know, 
stab out my eyes. There, there are pictures, unfortunately, like pictographs. There's a pictograph, right? Which is, you know, it's not a painting, a cave painting. It's when they, you know, use a rock to, to actually chip away and make the picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, the guy's screwing like a, it looks like a donkey. Um, <gasps> Which is actually better than the pictures I've seen in this article so far, shockingly. Wow. Okay. Of all um, the pictures she's seen in the article so far, a, a, a stone-carved picture of a man fucking a donkey is the best one. According to this article that is linked to that, I do not have the intestinal fortitude to investigate myself. Um, there are pictures involved in all these entries, and uh, I'm sacrificing my sanity for all of you to be more educated in the ways of awful <laughs> it's pretty damn awful. Okay, so most duophiles experience the first stirrings of their fetish between the ages of 11 and 14, which suddenly explains the success of both Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. <laughs> yes. Duophiles uh. <laughs> don't draw much of a difference between the affections of a human and an animal. And really, we can't see much of a difference between a pet and a significant other. They both cheer you up when you're down, and they both can be drained for, like, your genitals. Ew. I Ew. wasn't expecting that. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I should have read this be- before I decided to do it, because... And now I have a cat on my lap. I call that coincidence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's got pussy. Oh, actually, the, the f- number one is, is actually less scary, but it's still pretty awful. Uh-oh. Okay, oh. as... As it turns out, the act of bonifering, that's a new word for me, an animal may be older than recorded history because it's really not all that hard to figure out just what's going on in this cave painting, which I referenced earlier. And it's not a cave painting, it's a pictograph. Mm, I might have to email them about that. From the Comonica, circa 8000 BC. My dad's an archaeologist, I know the difference between pictographs and, you know, all that other shit. Yay. <laughs> I couldn't think of other the other words. I'm sorry. <laughs> Furthermore, the ancient Romans, who also liked little boys, it's called pederasty, flirtations with the animal kingdom are near legendary. Donkeys, baboons, geese, dogs. Uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find a species the Romans didn't defile at some point. This reaches epic levels of insanity when you learn that Roman women would often... What? Masturbate with live snakes, which were crazy. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. The ophidiophobe in me is cringing. Oh my god. Which they were trained to, quote, suck the nipples, suckle the nipples, unquote. Um, oh god, no, please. No, oh god. no. Oh god. That's, that's combination bestiality and, and tentacle porn. I will never sleep again. Oh, no. Okay, the Roman attitude towards bestiality was so relaxed that many Roman citizens indulged in it, up to and including their emperor. But they met their match with the Egyptians, who, according to the Greek historian Herodotus, yay, mastered the art of sexual congress with a crocodile. Ooh! Ah. They didn't just fuck the crocodiles. They fucking mastered fucking the crocodiles. What? <laughs> 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 okay, we have one more, and then and then I will go die and flagellate myself um, because this, <laughs> this one is actually less horrible, if you can believe that. Uh, number one, coming in at number one, we have sadomasochism at uh, 470 BC or <laughs> BCE, which is before the Common Era. If you're reading cracks, you've probably the, you're probably the type of person already knows that sadomasochism was named after the Marquis de Sade, but he didn't invent it. 
alternately known as Bondage, S&M, and Get the Fuck Out of My Apartment. <laughs> I like that one. Actually, Bondage yeah. and S&M, Bondage and S&M are not the same, actually. Um, yeah, I'm not, I, I know that, and I, shut up. Yeah, we can, <laughs> we can go into a whole show over that one. Yes, we could. Uh, Cinemasochism involves two consenting partners consenting, engaging in a style of sexual role-play characterized by domination and submission. One partner, the dominant, inflicts pain, while the other partner, the submissive, receives it. Also, the sadist and the masochist, hence sadomasochism. S&M covers a wide range of activities, from simple verbal abuse and, like, spanking, to full-blown flogging and humiliation. That's what a loving couple likes to engage in. Flogging and humiliation. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh my. What? Okay. Um, if the uh, wasn't the master of father of sadomasochism, who was? Tarquinius. Tarquinius. Yes, he's Roman. The tomb of the floggings. That's the actual title of this tomb. Contains some of the earliest erotic artwork known to men. And they're almost 2,500 years old. <laughs> Wrap your head around that one. In addition, to numerous, in addition to numerous depictions of orgies and what guy on guy butastic sex, um, the Romans were really, and the, and the Greeks also were really into sex with dudes, um, other dudes having sex with other dudes, because it was seen as honorable, because, like, you know, you would have sex with a woman, because you, so you, she'd ha- have a son, but, you know, it was more noble to, to screw other guys, because, you know, when you sleep with women, it's just biology. Anyway, sorry, tangent. Hmm? We have a scene of what is clearly two dudes filling out one woman while whipping her back. And there's a picture. Uh-oh. Of the fresco. And I'm... Oh, good! We have, like, two sentences left. Thank you, the Lord I don't believe in. Nice way to close it out. Yes. Um, thank you. Thank you, dog. Okay. So the next time you see a leather sex club and think to yourself, you're watching the downfall of modern society, keep this in mind. They were doing full-on S&M orgies five centuries before the New Testament. There you and go. And it's over! Yay! So what have we I'm, learned, people? I'm going to scrub my skin off so I can feel clean again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and I've learned that some of the things that Scarlet actually says is not as bad as I think. They're actually very deliciously kinky in comparison to this, which is just wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, there's some issues there. Uh, we're going to take this back to Twitter, and people are going to be like, what the fuck? Oh, speaking of Twitter, I am I am, I am, am on Twitter. I am the Prairie Squid, and yes. that's just Prairie Squid, one word. Prairie. Yes. We are... A I R I E squid S Q U I D. And if you would like to see any of my artwork or my blogs or just randomness for me, I'm at Lost Chick Three because apparently there are two other Lost Chicks that exist. Yeah, really? Huh. Yeah, we, but we you must know, have a meeting of the Lost Chicks. You know, you know what they, they, you know what they say, Lost. Third time is the charm. Yes. I'm awesome. Ah, so with that, uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up. I, I promise next week something will be not as horrific <laughs> and emotionally <laughs> damaging, and I think I'll never touch another person again. <laughs> well, we probably just caused Pedo Bear to pay attention to us, unfortunately. Yeah, like, we wow. might have made Pedo Bear's head explode with potential. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Wait, we made it. We made his head explode. Then he's not around anymore. I know. Oh, yeah. I, 
horribly made his other head explode. And now I'm going to get I just tortured and tormented you. My apologies. You're, you're turning me into a pillar of salt. No! <laughs> but at least I'm iodized, so nobody will get goiters. Yes. Three. <laughs> so everybody go lick Shoni because she is not iodized salt. I am iodized salt. Oh, you are iodized. I'm sorry. Iodized salt. I fail. <laughs> you iodize it to prevent goiters. Ah, and that's right. you'll probably get more followers who want to lick you. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so that is it for this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Laws, I'm, I'm, Laws, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so okay. sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Yes. Invisible huggies. Yay. I promise to do something less horrible, like, you know, genocide or, um, oh, you so know, or Things, uh, or rainbow unicorn. Or rainbow unicorn. Rainbow oh unicorn genocide. Yes. <laughs> Topped off with strawberry dancing. It, it's it smells like cotton candy. Yay! Yay! So, <laughs> so all right. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Last week it was great having you on the show. Feel free to come back anytime you want. Please do. Thank nice you. And it you was a pleasure chatting with you guys as well. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry I've damaged your mind. Yes, and with any luck, Renee should be back next week, mm-hmm. and so should Shoni, and we would have our actual core hosting thing here, and I actually want to take this time to talk about a new segment. I couldn't do it this show because I didn't have enough time, but I'm going to try and start having interviews during the segment break, because I kind of like to kind of like doing those with Sin Wicked and Mars Girl before us, and I figured, you know what, let's just turn that into like five-minute interviews, put it in the break segment, so hopefully... Hopefully, starting next week, um, we'll be able to have interviews with just random people from the Geek Fighters, from that guy with the glasses, etc. So, once again, thank you everybody for listening. We are out of here. Uh, I am Gomer the Ranting Thespian with Shoni and Lost Chick. We're signing off, and Laz, why don't you take us out? Say something funny. Eat candy and rainbows and unicorns, and I'm 